There's an old phrase that has been passed down from generation to generation. Is it hot enough for you? I can tell you here in Texas right now, the answer to that is an enthusiastic yes. It is, I think it was 106 yesterday. It's over 100 seemingly every day this summer. Uh, So you need to be wearing underwear that keeps you cool where it counts. And that, of course, is Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John, you are so much cooler. And that makes everything better. Tommy John underwear is lightweight, breathable, has four times the stretch of competing brands. And with dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy uh, Tommy John keeps you uh, looking and feeling good all season long. From lounging at home uh, with that awesome loungewear that they have. Uh, to uh, being outside and having to deal with 106 degrees. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics, and I'm one of them. I love their stuff. They've sold over 17 million pairs because people love their underwear and loungewear, and there's no risk because you're covered. With the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guarantee, go to TommyJohn.com slash Beck at 20% off right now on your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Tonight at 9 p.m., we have a uh, Glenn Beck Wednesday night special, and it is on climate change. There is a real problem. If you care about the climate, uh, the last thing you should do is get involved with the Great Reset. Uh, and this climate emergency that the, the president is actually threatening to impose could be a nail in our coffin it is it is the great reset that's all it is he couldn't get it passed so now he'll declare a climate emergency well the great reset now is old enough to see the results in some countries where it's been implemented and the results are not good countries are collapsing sri lanka is one of them Uh, Also, you have farmers all over the globe who are ahead of us now um, that are being forced to uh, not use any kind of uh, nitrogen-based fertilizer, which is the most effective fertilizer that will grow the strongest and healthiest and and, uh, most uh, uh, plentiful crops in the world. Farmers are saying they can't farm this way. Well, we wanted to get Bjorn Lomborg on. Uh, Bjorn is the author of False Alarm. He is also the president of Copenhagen Consensus Center. And he just wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal, How the Climate Elite Are Spreading Misery. Important conversation with Bjorn Lomborg. We begin in 60 seconds. 
So I want to tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour, um, but I want to tell you through a, a story. I don't know if you saw this story in the news yesterday, but the University of Michigan coach uh, said to his players, please don't have an abortion. Uh, if you have a baby and your girlfriend or your wife is thinking of aborting it, I will take care of that baby if you can't res- uh, rescue them and if you can't raise them. I will do it for you. I will take that child on as my own. This is this is the thing that everybody has always said. What are you going to take those babies? Yeah, I I have an adopted son. Uh, I know people who are dying for an adoptive baby. Um, why can we get them from all over the world? But we have such a hard time getting them here, especially if they are going to be killed there is an organization that I want to talk to you about, and it's preborn. We have a goal on this program that by the end of the year, we can save 50,000 babies. And we're already making a serious dent in that halfway through. We're about halfway there. Um, and we really need your support. And preborn, they built all of their clinics in the cities where the most abortions uh, were happening. They they built them in the cities um, where the direct competition would have been Planned Parenthood. They have their clinics. These are state-of-the-art clinics. They are fantastic women's clinics that are being targeted now by the government because they use an ultrasound and they also use the dangerous word baby instead of fetus, which Latin, I believe, means little one, basically baby. That's too dangerous. So they're trying to put these people out of business. I would like to help them expand. And I want to hit our goal of saving 50,000 babies. That's usually happens just by providing the ultrasound. 80% chance that baby is rescued instead of aborted. If the mom sees the baby and hears the heartbeat, then the truth registers with them that they're already a mother. They've got a baby inside of them. If you would consider a gift of any size, $10, 50 100 1000 all the gifts are tax deductible, and they will go towards saving babies' lives and helping keep the preborn centers safe so they can continue their life-saving work. To donate, dial 250, pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can just go to preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Well, he's been holding for a while and seeing that he's on the phone from Sweden. I hope he, I hope he didn't call collect. Um, Bjorn, uh, Bjorn Lomberg is on with us. Uh, good to talk to you, Bjorn. How are you? I'm good. And how are you? I'm, I'm very good. Um, I am, I'm very concerned. You know, I, I care about the environment. I think, I think most people do. We all want clean air. We all want animals to live. We want to have forests that thrive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we have to do it their way or no way at all. I am completely off the grid. I have complete uh, clean energy. I'm all on the power of the sun, wind um, at my ranch, and I like it. Um, I don't think it's feasible for everybody to do, but I like it. However, we are now being forced into something called the Great Reset. And honestly, beyond, I think this is, 
I think this is going to turn out to be akin to uh, Mao's five-year plan. I think if they continue to do the things they're doing, especially on farming and energy, we are going to lose a lot of people. Am I... Am I overthinking this or or worrying too much? Well, Glenn, you're certainly right to worry. I I think uh, uh, given that Mao's five-year Great Leap Forward was a phenomenal catastrophe of unprecedented uh, disaster levels, I think we're probably not there. uh, But it is certainly something that will leave us much less well-off and will actually not fix very much of climate, which is, of course, the real tragedy in some way. So what's happening to a very large extent is that everyone is being inundated with these messages that we are seeing ever more catastrophic impacts of climate change, which is mostly just not true. Uh, and and if you look at the data, uh, we actually see, for instance, fewer people dying from climate-related uh, deaths over the last 100 years. It's dropped about 99%. Why? Because being rich means that you're much more resilient. We used to have a world where about half a million people died every year from climate-related disasters like uh, floods, droughts, uh, uh, and uh, extreme temperatures uh, and storms. And today, that number, so last year, it was less than 7,000 people dying. And of course, at the same time, we're many more people on the planet. So we're being told a story that the world is coming to an end. Now, if you believe this, and unfortunately, very many and increasingly many people believe this, a new survey of the OECD, so the rich countries in the world, showed that about 60% of all people now believe that it's likely global warming will lead to the extinction of mankind. This is just absurd. That's not at all what the UN climate panel is telling us. It's telling us, as you just mentioned, climate is a problem, but it is not the end of the world. That matters because if you're scared witless and you're being told this is an existential crisis, this is the end of mankind, of course you're willing to spend anything and everything on this issue. But the reality is we're very likely to spend a huge truckload of money, and that's where your worry comes in. Uh, so, for instance, uh, McKinsey well, estimates... Hang on just a second. It, it, it's n- it, hang on just a second. It's not just that, uh, Bjorn. It is... Um, you know, and I know it killed maybe 20, 30 million people. It was it was an absolute disaster that is it's just not compared to anything else um, over in China. But when you couple in energy, um, just look at the starvation that's going to happen because uh, Russia is blocking the ports and we're having this fight over oil. Um, then on top of it. When you don't have the fertilizer, that fertilizer is responsible for crops that yield about 30% more. You, you just don't change everything overnight from transportation to the way you prepare the field to the fertilizer. They're planning on changing everything, their words, from fork to plate by 2030. That just sounds like something that uh, globally could cause millions of people to die. And and you're probably right if they actually got it the way they want it. But, of course, remember, they're not Mao. They can't actually run the entire world, uh, although I'm sure they would love to. Uh, So the reality is that most countries are going to resist this very strongly. So one country, as you mentioned, uh, is Sri Lanka that actually went 
organic overnight and essentially got rid of all uh, 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 synthetic fertilizer. And remember, synthetic fertilizer is what makes it possible for half the world's populations, about 4 billion people, to live. Half of all our uh, uh, molecules inside us have only been made possible through synthetic fertilizer. Overnight, they said, let's get rid of all that. And, you know, it was not rocket science to predict that this would actually lead to pretty much all the bad things that you can think about. So, you know, fundamentally, uh, food production collapsed and the currency is defaulted and, and you've seen the outcomes. A huge process, people have invaded the president's uh, 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 mansion and he's uh, uh, flown out of the country. Uh, this is a terrible outcome, but most countries are not dumb enough to do this. So fortunately, we're not going to see things going that bad, but we are likely to see really poor policies. So just very briefly, McKinsey actually estimates if we go net zero as Biden and many other Western leaders are uh, proposing. So basically, if we cut our fossil fuel use dramatically, that could cost $5.6 trillion every year in the world. For the average American, one model estimate that by mid-century, this would cost the average American more than $10,000 per person, per year. But of course, remember, you guys are going to uh, you know, uh, 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 rebel against that way before it gets to $10,000. You're just not going to be willing to accept that. So yes, they're proposing really, really poor and ineffective policies, but we're going to go against them way before they get that bad. But it can still be a lot of money lost for very little benefit. So tell me what's happening with the farmers over... Where is it? The Dutch farmers, I think, in Holland, um, yeah. are pro. Yeah, in Holland, they're they're protesting. Um, German farmers are starting to protest. Tell me the impact that they're having on this policy. So it's important to recognize that this is a different kind of policy. So this is mo mostly a nature policy. So it's still an environmental policy. Uh, but the EU has this tendency, as do many well-meaning organizations, to say, "Oh, let's just go all out on green stuff." And when you just say it, it sounds nice. We should have, you know, uh -huh. uh, living circumstances that are equivalent to if there were no human beings. It sounds nice <laughs> until you start realizing, oh, wait, that actually has huge costs. So Holland has realized that they've actually signed up to something that sounded nice. And a lot of politicians said it. We should reduce our nitrogen deposits so that biosystems that are low in nitrogen, which are, you know, sort of slightly desert-like, they also survive. That's a nice thing to have. What they didn't think about was this would basically bankrupt a lot of the Dutch farmers. Remember, Holland uh, export a huge amount of food. By some estimates, they're the second largest uh, uh, export of food in the world. Uh, so this really matters for the world. They're telling Dutch farmers they can produce a lot less. Now, in normal policy, you would just simply have made all these nice sounding promises. Then when you start having to pay for it, you say, oh, wait, wait a minute. I know I'm not actually going to do this. But <laughs> what happened is that an environmental group sued the government and won. So the government's own uh, Supreme Court is now telling the government, you have to do what you promised. And that's why this becomes so expensive, because nobody really wants to do this except, of course, the environmental groups and now the Dutch court. And the problem with this is if you imagine what happens 
if you actually sued politicians for everything they promised, we would have to spend enormous sums on getting much better schools and fix all the potholes and get more military and get tax relief and all kinds of other things you can imagine, probably more than our entire national budget. You can't run a policy like that. You're basically setting yourself up for spending much more money than you have. You don't run policy through uh, courts. You run it through, I don't know, democracy. That's how we work these things out. And that's wait, where you find I, out, oh, wait, I actually promised stuff that I can't keep. Unfortunately, that's not happening. And I fear that we're going to see more of this. So the Dutch actually had a similar case on climate where they promised stuff couldn't actually afford to uphold it, but then they got sued in court and now they have to do it, although it's incredibly costly. And likewise, although the Paris Agreement is not binding, the U.S. has not ratified it, it's not implausible to imagine that sooner or later people will sue in American courts and possibly win because Biden has said we should do Paris. And then you suddenly have this $10,000 uh, uh, per year per American uh, cost that nobody actually wants to support. And that is how revolutions are born. So, yeah, that, that's a frightening thing in and of itself. The um, Sri Lanka uh, did what now the, the World uh, Bank has a new strategy to open up finances, meaning money printing. Um, they, uh, Sri Lanka did this. They actually embraced modern monetary theory. And that's how they're saying they're going to pay for all this. But as we saw in Sri Lanka, that collapsed. That doesn't work. No, you can't just print money. Uh, then you get inflation. And unfortunately, that's one of the things. So Bank of America is actually estimating that if we go down this route of, of net zero, uh, it will add what they call 3% of green inflation. So extra inflation every year for the next 30 years. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. And nobody tells you that that's what's going to happen if you have a lot of governments printing a lot of money. It's not a rocket science because you can't just print more money. It doesn't mean that there is more stuff to buy. It simply means prices will go up. So the fundamental point here is to recognize if you actually want to help people, one of the best ways to do that is to make them rich, because if they're rich, they're also resilient. Uh, look at these heat waves. You just talked about you had 106 in, in Texas. Why does this not kill everyone in Texas? Oh, because you have air conditioning. It's not like we haven't yes. figured out how we avoid most of the problems with heat. Now, remember, heat waves is still dangerous, and you absolutely uh, uh, you know, drink hot, uh, sorry, cold water and, and get into <laughs> air-conditioned rooms and, and, and maybe buy those John, uh, Johns that you were advertising earlier. Uh, but what you absolutely should not do is try to say, let's change the entire global economy's fundamental engine in yeah. order to make it slightly less hot. That's not how you do that. Bjorn, because remember, Bjorn Lumberg, the, the author of uh, False Alarm. I'm sorry, I've, I've got to, I've got to go. We have a network break, and they're screaming at me in my ear. Um, president of Copenhagen Consensus Center, Bjorn, uh, Bjorn, thank you so much for all that you do and being a voice of reason um, on this uh, on this topic. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. All right, back in just a second. Let me tell you about um, Goldline. <clears throat> As he's talking about inflation, remember, that's that's an estimate of 3% inflation, green inflation, 
uh, they say every year for the next 30 years. Can you imagine what that number really will be? Because they talk about doing this is going to take over a hundred and I think it's one hundred and twenty eight trillion dollars to be able to do this. Uh, that means your money is worthless. If we don't come to our senses soon, our money is going to be worthless. Goldline is having an unthinkable special right now with every box of 500 of their new silver three ounce Benjamin Franklin rounds. These are designed like our old money. Um, Benjamin Franklin, he has his seal of the, uh, of America, the one he proposed, which is, the uh, pharaoh in the waters of the Red Sea being drowned and the pillar of fire. Don't tell me we're not a Christian nation. The Benjamin Franklin silver rounds, you're going to receive uh, one quarter ounce gold version of the same coin for free. No way Goldline should be giving this stuff away, but they're very excited about the new product, as am I. I have boxes of these. These are really good silver coins that um, can be used to barter or trade. It's 100% silver. It's really, really great. You'll get a gold coin with every box of 500. Goldline.com. Go there now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Stu wasn't wasn't Bjorn the guy that we had uh, on our CNN special on climate change. Oh my gosh, yeah, he was on that back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, it's amazing these guys. We have Michael Schellenberger on with us uh, uh, coming up, uh, and Michael is uh, another guy who is is remarkable and was loved, just loved by the left because they were environmentalists and they agreed with climate uh, change however neither of them agree that the world is ending and schellenberger has really made a point he's gone to the ipcc people and said is what the politician's saying is that what you're saying in this report and they're saying no not even it's not going to kill the planet or humans. Can we all relax? Michael Schellenberger joins us next on uh, the Great Reset and the climate emergency that's about to be declared. The Glenn Back Program. First, let me tell you uh, about our sponsor this half hour. It's Rough Green. Cheryl wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, I was actually skeptical that this would have any effect on my dogs. But the difference is truly unbelievable. I found it the same thing, Cheryl. Uh, I ordered this with my 11-year-old dog who had to have surgery and wasn't doing well. Within weeks' time, she was up playing like a puppy. I'm amazed at how much better both of my dog's digestion has been as well. Thank you, Rough Greens. I will tell you that uh, I was shocked uh, and continue to be shocked by the progress that uh, and the, the progress in health particularly I didn't think Uno was in poor health. I thought he was good. And I thought he was, you know, for a 10-year-old dog at the time, I thought he was acting appropriately. Started feeding him Rough Greens, and over that first six months or a year, he completely changed. He is so much healthier now and active. Rough Greens, get the free bag, the first trial bag, absolutely free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash beck. That's roughgreens.com slash beck.
Go there now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code this week, unsafe for 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Tonight on Blaze TV on my Wednesday night special, I'm going to show you how the Great Reset is beginning to unravel countries all over the world. It is national suicide and some countries have already collapsed. Others are beginning the death rows. I'm going to show you what's happening right now in Europe. They're just a few years ahead of us in all of this. Thankfully, President Trump delayed everything in the U.S. That's why they hated him so much. He got out of the Paris Accords. That's why they had to attack him over and over again because of the Great Reset. But the Biden administration is moving full steam ahead, pursuing the exact same policies that are currently collapsing other nations. Uh, it is uh, just look at Sri Lanka. That is our future. I don't know if you've ever heard of the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, but basically, if a threat is deemed a threat, both international and national companies and countries can be brought to justice. One climate academic said, conceivably, these powers could be deployed against companies or countries trafficking in in fossil fuels. So you can prosecute American oil and gas companies for doing their jobs. How could they use this to go after media companies that are skeptical over the government's narrative on climate change or maybe social media companies for allowing anti-climate change posts? What then? This is just one of the many potential options that we could be seeing. Don't miss tonight, 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. Path to control what Biden's climate change emergency is really all about. We want to bring in Michael Schellenberger because uh, he was at one point Time Magazine's the hero of the environment. I still think he's a hero of the environment. They've just changed. They think you have to uh, move now in drastic ways. Otherwise, we'll all die. As Michael knows, that's not what the experts are saying. That's what the politicians are saying. Welcome to the program, Michael Schellenberger. Hey, thanks for having me on, Glenn. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for for, uh, uh, being on. There's a, a climate alarmism group. Uh, that I just love the name of it, Declare Emergency. That's the name of the group. And they're about to close down Washington. That's what their threats are, to try to convince America and the president to declare an emergency. Um, CNN is out saying, you're, you're too selfish, and we don't deserve air conditioning. We shouldn't have it. John Kerry is saying, we have to get rid of fossil fuels. We have to do this uh, climate emergency and this crisis. Um, and it's not inflationary to spend all this money. It would be anti-inflationary. And yet only 1% of Americans call this a top fear. Who's right? Well, you're, you're right to be alarmed about what's going on, Glenn. I mean, we're in the worst energy crisis in 50 years. It's entirely self-inflicted. Biden could have been significantly increasing oil and gas production over the last uh, 18 months. He has not done that, and so he sought to suppress it. He went to Saudi Arabia, begged the, the Saudis and other Arab nations to produce more oil. They refused to do so. Um, he has been emptying the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It is now uh, 11 
He's emptied. Um, he's released 146 million barrels, which now um, 17 million barrels lower than they were in July 2021. This is uh, we're in a dangerous place now. The the president does not understand what he's doing. It's not clear that anybody around him does. I just spoke to senior people that are close to the White House, and they told me that there is no plan for the Biden administration has no plan beyond November. And meanwhile, chemical companies are shutting down in Europe. Europe is going into a severe recession. Energy prices are going to rise. Electricity prices are going to rise over $500 to $500 a month in Britain. The, our allies in Asia and Europe are begging America to produce more oil and gas. Biden refuses to do this. This has gotten to the point where it's just scary now. This is not, um, this is not amusing. This is not just um, a mere threat. It's clear that the person in control of the free world is out to lunch. He's completely captive to climate extremists. You know, as you know, I believe climate change is real. We should do things to reduce our pollution. But what the president of the United States is doing is putting us in a state of severe danger. So I, I think, Michael, I've never I've never even thought of America being in this position uh, before. The world is going to have massive starvation. Uh, we're on the cusp of it. it is already beginning in some parts of the world. But in the next two years, we could have millions dead from from uh, malnutrition and starvation. Um, we are we're hitting a massive energy crisis. America is not only going to be we're going to be the least impacted by this, I think. Um, and yet we're going to be we're going to feel it like we've never felt it before. But it, it so angers me that we could be the country that saves Europe, saves even many people in Africa from starvation. But we are doing everything the opposite to prepare. We should be doubling down on everything right now to be able to help the world survive this. That's right. It's, it's really shocking. I mean, there were, um, you know, the Obama administration after 18 months had 47 oil and gas lease sales. Uh, 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 there were so many during that boom period. Uh, President Trump had a similar number. There has been one by Biden, just one. He has blocked oil and gas drilling in Alaska, oil and gas drilling in Atlantic, in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans offshore. Um, this is, uh, we're entering, you know, they are uh, trying to manipulate uh, Security and Exchange Commission regulations to basically prevent mm-hmm. investment in the oil and gas industry. The oil and gas industry is undercapitalized. You're right, we're going to be better off than our European and Asian allies or, you know, or people around the world but we have a moral and legal obligation to protect our allies in Asia and Europe. And we left them vulnerable to the predations of Vladimir Putin. We're leaving Japan and Korea vulnerable to the Chinese Premier Xi. This is rapacious, uh, parasitical forms of capitalism that are trying to uh, increase energy prices on ordinary people. And you're right, the victims are going to be in poor countries around the world where we are actively denying and depriving them of reliable energy. And it seems, Michael, I mean, I, I, I've, I've never felt this way uh, about, uh, about people in my own country or my own government, but this is Malthusian. They, they don't seem to mind 
the pain and the death that will come uh, for their possible solution uh, because they I, I don't know. They say they are so committed to the environment, but anybody who actually looks at things, they are not going to have the impact on the environment. They say they're going to. And millions could die, and it doesn't seem like they care about human life. It actually works to their advantage in some sick way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, in my book, Apocalypse Never, I describe the influence of this uh, terribly wrong economist from the 18th century, Robert Thomas Malthus, the Malthusians that pray, that, that hate humans, they hate civilization, they want scarcity, they are in charge of the White House. They are in charge of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is a Malthusian organization. That's not a conspiracy theory. I've documented it. It's in, they actually praise Malthusian ideas in their founding documents. They want Holy to see scarcity. These are people that fly private jets to Davos every year to talk about how there's too many people in the world how there needs to be a great reset, by which they mean everybody needs to become poorer, everybody other than them. They want to see less food production. There is, a, there is a, just today, Glenn, BASF, which is the world's largest chemical company in Germany, just reduced production further of ammonia, which is one of the main ingredients to fertilizers. They are creating a global energy and food crisis. These are people that said that Westerns, that say that Western civilization is unsustainable. They're the ones making it unsustainable. They're the ones that are making energy and food expensive and scarce. And the people that are going to suffer the most are the poorest people in the world. Just like you said, we're going to suffer in the United States too. Europe and Asia are going to suffer more, but you're absolutely right. It's going to be poor people in Africa and Asia that are going to suffer the most because of these, frankly, quite sinister pro-scarcity anti-human policies. What is it going to take, Michael, for us to wake up? I mean, I thought the gas price thing would wake more people up. But we have a government that only 1% of Americans believe that uh, the climate crisis is an emergency, that we should put that at the top of everything. Um, this administration is now putting this at the very top of everything. Everything else be damned. Um, and I don't see the American people... Uh, standing up what is it going to take how bad does it have to get do you think before um, people will stand up and is there a point to where the great reset is in play and you're just not going back yeah i mean i i think everybody is waiting for november i mean i think everybody's expecting a very significant red wave in november i think there's good reason to expect that there's a new cnn poll that just came out today that says 75 percent of democrats don't want Biden to run again. The problem is there's yeah. really the, the Democratic bench doesn't have very many people. I mean, you see California's governor is making moves like he wants to run in 2024. I think Nightmare. it's fair to say that Biden is not going to be president in, in 2025. But, you know, the dangerous periods in human civilization are these periods where the leadership is failing and we don't have the new leadership yet in power. So this is a dangerous time. People should be worried. There is reason to, there is also reason for hope. I mean, you have to remember America remains the greatest civilization that's ever existed. We do have abundant energy, food and water. We, if we would just use it, if we have the political leadership, it is a matter of political will. So, 
you know, medium to long term, I remain optimistic about America, but we're in for we're in for a significant amount of pain in the short term. There's no question about it. Michael Schellenberger, he is um, the author of San Francisco. If you haven't read that yet, you need to. Um, he's a guy who I bet 10 years ago, um, I would have thought I hated him. He would have thought I he, he hated me. Um, but he is logical. He uses facts to back up his arguments. And he does actually have some really good answers. Michael Schellenberger, thank you for being a part of the program. Always great to speak with you, Glenn. God bless. So if you're looking for ways to adjust your spending, uh, you might want to adopt a new uh, saving strategy that can help you put you and your family on the right track financially. You need to be going the opposite direction of the country. If you are looking for a home loan today, the interest rates, they say, are going to be up 75 basis points or, or a full point. Um, and, uh, that's going to mean higher interest rates on your credit card and everything else. If you are looking for, uh, a consolidation loan, now is the time to act. If you're looking for a home, they can lock today's rate in for you for six months. So you can go out and look for a home, take your time, and you don't have to worry about the next six months. The next six months could bring us another full basis point up in uh in our uh interest rate devastating just devastating so call them now be prepared for what's coming american financing 800-906-2440 1-800-906-2440 it's americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org stay informed sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com John Kerry's just said, we're making some progress, we're moving forward, but we're not making enough progress on the climate, and we're not moving forward fast enough. I mean, people are scared partly because of what is happening with Ukraine, partly because of the gas situation in Europe particularly, and the inflation that we've all suffered. But on the other hand, the steps we need to take to deal with the climate crisis, most of them are, in fact, anti-inflationary. That is insanity. But not as crazy as this, an opinion piece from CNN, a very European answer to air conditioning. Britain was hit the hardest of the heat wave going over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, yet only 5% of the population owns an air conditioning unit, compared to 90% in U.S. homes. Those who are worried about climate change see air conditioners as items with large environmental impact because they're highly energy intensive. If Americans can learn a thing or two about the rest of the world when it comes to habits, since the vicious cycle is nowhere more damning than in those countries with most air conditioning units, the unhealthy habit of using air conditioning while it's hot outside during the summer, in his view, clearly shows how selfish Americans have become. One thing I'm sure of, one thing I am sure of, it is the self-indulgent to insist on the chilly temperatures in the middle of the summer in rooms at T-shirt warmth in winter. The dawning of sweaters indoors when it's cold outside, not because the A.C. is cranked up so high, is surely a habit one could adapt to. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, here's something Europe could learn from us. Do the things that make you uh, independent energy-wise. Do the things that uh, allow your people to drive the engine of change and economy, not from the government, and get yourself a nice AC unit. That would be that would be good. That would be good. Can you imagine not having air conditioning? We would all be living in Buffalo, New York again. We'd all be living in uh, Minnesota because man can keep warm unless we can't cut down the trees, use oil, natural gas or uh, or wood or anything else to uh, to heat ourselves and warm ourselves. We'd all be living up north. It's very unnatural. Is it? Because we're we're natural. We're natural. Uh, and a part of nature. It's like people arguing about the dams. Beavers make dams. Should we find them? Just saying. That is a good Just environmental saying. organization we could start. Findthebeavers.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it, Stu. Damn the beavers. Yes. How about that one? <laughs> this is the Glenn Back Program.